0: And I'm fired up about this XO series. For the next six weeks, we're going to be on a journey. And here's what I believe about this series. In fact, not just what I believe, but what I've been told. I've had more people tell me, I wish I would have known the information that you give during this series earlier in my life. In fact, I would encourage you to bring your kids for the next six weeks. Not your little babies. Take them to kids' ministry. God bless you. Bring- Bring your junior high, your high school students in here. Here's a commitment I'll make you. I'm not a shock and all pastor. I'm not going to say weird things that you're like, oh, I really wish my kid wouldn't have heard that. I promise you I'm not going to do that. That's not how I roll. But I am going to teach them a biblical view of love, sex, and marriage the way that God has designed it so that we don't keep making the mistakes that we've made. You need this information, and I believe that it's really going to bless you. In fact, I struggled with this series. I struggle with it every year. Because I give you a lot of the same information. It's like a seminar. And I want to come in here and just bring you all, all kind of new information. But I can't (laughs) because you need the same information over and over and over again. (laughs) Because it it brings you strength, it helps you, and oftentimes it'll hit you in a different area in life. All of us have dealt with, with love, right? Do you remember when you, anybody remember the very first, the very first person that you were like, Gaga over. You fell in love with them. I remember my first girlfriend. Her name was Charlotte. I won't tell you her last name because streaming and social media, and it could get weird because it was a very, very serious relationship. I was five. She was six. I liked older women, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I didn't understand my emotions she did as a man i didn't know what to do i didn't know what to, i was five you know problem is there's who there or 25 still don't know what to do um i didn't know what to do she understood her emotions she understood how to share her emotions i didn't understand how to share mine so she just grabbed me and she just said listen i like you and kissed me straight on the cheek i didn't even know what to do so i straight punched her right in the face i didn't, i like you too she broke up with me immediately but um it was, it was hilarious. That's a true story. Because as kids, we start relationships, even as little kids. In fact, this week, during my study time, it took up a large amount of my study time, I studied children's breakup letters. Kids are thugs. If you don't know it, they are. Like, you and I will try to at least make it nice, not these kids. I brought you three letters. Here's, here's, what, uh, here's what Stevie, little girl Stevie, said to Kenan. Dear Canaan, I'm sorry we have to break up. You always try to make me laugh, but you're just making yourself look bad. All caps, no apostrophe. We're over for real. Love, cross that out from Stevie. I mean, somebody needs to pray for Keenan. That dude's messed up. Then this is to Sean from Rachel. Sean, I'm breaking up with you. You have, her spelling is phenomenal. You have not talked to me since the day you asked me out. That was three months ago. Sean's a man. You know what I mean? Like, hey girl, you want to go out? Peace. You know. You need to get it together, or you will never get married. And that won't be sad. You shall get married, just not to me, Rachel. Bye. <laughs> So uh, right now the girls are winning, but Delandrin's gonna redeem the guys. This is from Delandrin to Crystal. I'm breaking up with you. P.S. Happy anniversary, though. (laughs) uh, One month, though. Uh, You know it's really hard to do this. You know, girl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girl. I gotta let you down. I gotta let you down hard. You know. (laughs) Oh, it's so rude. But but that's what we used to do. We used to write letters. These kids nowadays, they don't, they don't write letters. We used to write letters. Front and back. We would fold them. Remember the folds? Remember the folded? How many of you guys used to fold the letter? You used to fold it. Come on. That's my real people right there. Y'all know what love is. We would, we would fold them. We would fold them. We would fold them. We would fold them into a swan, you know, like just like this one little tab. You open it. Seven pages front and back, you know? We had to have game back in the day. They don't, they don't literally, they don't even have game anymore. Like, you know, everything about a person before you ever even meet them. because you stalked them on social media for so long and then you don't even You get their number, you text them. What is that? If you get their number, call them used to phone. Hello. How are you? My name is Jeremy. Oh, your name's Jennifer. How you doing, girl? <laughs> I talked to my wife. You don't get a 10 like I got texting somebody. You got to have a little game. I had game back in the day. And, and I, I was raised in church, so you had to have church girl game, which is a totally different type of game. You know what I mean? Like, hey, girl, I've been studying the book of Joshua. You know them walls of Jericho? If I march around you seven times, you fall from me. <laughs> hey hey, girl, you must be made of water because Jesus turned you to fine. Y'all not ready right now for the heat I'm bringing in this series. Some dude's back there, all right, you must be water. Oh, it was so good. And And then you ever get your heart broke? You know, I'm talking just broke in half. Back in the day, we had the good heartbreak songs. You know what I mean? And I can't sing them. And I shouldn't sing them this weekend. Not when Crystal's here. Crystal, where you at? Crystal, y'all give Crystal a great big hand. Where's Crystal at? Here she comes. Come on, get out here, girl. Now listen, I don't know. I I don't know. All I'm going to do is dial in. I'm going to dial in right now to the quiet storm. The all and dedication hotline. Come on, bro. Share your feelings. Holler at your homies. And I'm gonna request my song. Will you sing my song for me? All right. Bring it. Strumming my pain with this finger. Come oh, on, Singing my life with this word. Killing me softly with this song. Kill Killing me softly. one time come on y'all remember y'all remember here we go here we go all right come on all right give crystal a great big hand that was the jam we had good music good songs to make you cry you know what i mean now we're just stuck with kiki do you love me are you riding come on man come on i can't even do that dance in these boots my boots are like no I'm sorry baby i know you're watching online i apologize for embarrassing our family um the problem is we keep making the same mistakes that we were making when we were kids here's why because we're immature when it comes to relationships we think we're bigger than what we are we think we know more than what we know i know a little bit about this your boy got five kids i deal with children they they think they can do anything in fact my son gunner is here Right now. Would y'all like to see Gunner? Jesse, can you bring Gunner out right now? Y'all give Jesse and Gunner a great big hand. Bring my boy out here. Hey Bubs. Hey, how you doing? You look like you've been crying. You wanna come see Dad? Come see me. Come here. It's okay. You alright? Had a hard time. I'm just mean mugging people and stuff. You got you wanna say anything? That's what you were doing at like two o'clock this morning, too. Let's change the song, bro. You want? You want to get out? You want to show the people that you can walk? You want to show them? Show them you can walk. Okay, Where are you going, bro? Hey. You just go. Okay, no, we can. No, let's let's stand up. Let's show them we can walk. Let's you want to show them? You stand. Okay, stand. It's okay. It's okay. You know what he's saying? He's saying, son, where's my shirt? We ain't from Arkansas. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I'm playing. Now. I'm kidding. If you're from Arkansas, put a shirt on, okay? There it is. Okay, give him a great big hand, y'all. Give. I mean, he's such a baby. You know what I mean? Like, there are times I'm like, son, why do you act like such a baby? Because he's he's a baby. Like, I wanted him to perform out here for y'all. He wouldn't do it. You know why? Because for some reason, it's all about him. Whenever he's hungry, he cries. Whenever he wants his way, he cries. Whenever you set him down, he thinks he can get on the stairs. He he thinks he can go down anything. So we have to have pressure-activated baby gates. You know what I'm talking about. If you're a parent, you don't want to have those all over your house, but you have to why because you love your child and you want to protect them because they will climb down any set of stairs that they think they're big enough to climb down and fall all the way to the bottom of them they'll try to climb up stuff that they're not supposed to climb up so you have to have some boundaries in place here's the problem some of us have never matured in relationships and we're falling down the same set of stairs been living a long time and just think because we got older we got wiser no you just got older you're living the same year over and over again thinking you got experience and you're looking for all the wrong things, why? Because we're processing information from the wrong places. It'll shock you how much you get your thoughts about love, sex, and marriage from movies. A lot. In fact, I would venture to say that about 80% of what you think comes from popular culture about love, sex, and marriage. is true, think about it. You go watch the movie and it affects how you feel, right? It affects how you feel about your spouse. (laughs) Like you're watching the movie and she's like, oh my God. Looking at you and you're trying to muster a tear, right, fellas? Right. I know, right, babe? Look at this. Oh my God. Like you're watching it, you know? And they see each other, they find each other, but she's unavailable. But they love each other, and she's like, I can't do this. And he's like, okay, and she leaves, and he writes the letters, 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 and he sends the letters, but she doesn't get the letters. And then she sees him later and she's like, why didn't you call me? And he says, I wrote you letters 365 days a year. I wrote you letters. She said, I never got the letters. Oh my God, mom just gave me the letters. I got the letters. Oh my God, I love you. Bye. She says, bye to the other guy. They get together. He reads the letters. They love each other. She gets sick. She forgets. He reads the letters. He reads the letters. He reads the letters. She dies. He dies. Same time. Sing. <laughs> the notebook is not real. Nicholas Sparks is a fiction writer. But still my wife looks at me and goes, would you do that for me? If I had to go to a home, would you move in with me? And I said, yes. That's crazy. It's, It's beautiful. In the movies. But we begin to get this idea that that's what love is this whole idea that it's my heart will go on and I'll never let go Jack I'll never let go there was enough room on the raft for both of y'all why you do Jack like that Leo DiCaprio with his frozen hair going to this room as ridiculous as all of that is, that's where we get our ideas from for love. So this weekend, I'm going to challenge everything you've ever learned from Beauty and the Beast and the Princess Bride and the Godforsaken notebook because you're looking for the wrong things. You're looking for three of the wrong things. We'll talk about them this weekend. The first thing that you're looking for is I'm just looking for the right person. If I can just find the right person... Here's what we think. Then everything will be all right. They'll love me for me. They'll accept me for me. I'll never have to change. We'll finish each other's. Oh my God, you guys are all the one. I won't have to tell them how I feel. They'll just know. (laughs) How's that working out for you married people? (laughs) We've been together long enough. You should know what I'm dealing with. I have no idea because I have a brain, you have a brain, and they're not connected. You know what I mean? Just communicate, lady. Did I say that stuff out loud? Just kidding. We get this idea that if I I can just find the right person, they'll get me. Right? Ultimately, here's what you're thinking. If I can find the right person, they'll fix me. It'll be a whole new world. A dazzling place I never knew, but it's not. It's the same place that you knew. You just went on a week vacation, called a honeymoon. You still came back to her 410 credit score because she never balanced a checkbook ever. Same problems. Hit the same problems. And then what happens? You call them marriage problems. Now we have marriage problems. You don't have marriage problems. No such thing as marriage problems. Let me tell you what marriage problems are. Marriage problems are why? Why does she squeeze the toothpaste from the middle? Why? I don't understand that. Why, when it obviously can roll very easily, why do we just squeeze messy? So you know what, you know how me and my wife solved that marriage problem? She has toothpaste, your boy has toothpaste. I have a little thing on mine that we roll it up. That's married people problems. It's which side of the bed are we gonna sleep on? You driving or am I driving? This is the, the biggest marriage problem that married people have is where are we gonna go eat? I don't care wherever you want to go. Liar! You know what I mean? Like, you do care. I mentioned 38 places you don't want to go to. None of them. doesn't matter to me. It does matter. That's married people problems. Do you know what the problem is? We're defining married people problems when really it's single people problems. Is two single people with the problems that got married, hoping that the right person would fix it all. Here's the problem with that whole mentality. The right person was thinking the same thing. If I can find the right person, they'll fix me. And now you're both expecting the other person to fix you, and it's impossible. Okay, so maybe I'm not looking for the right person. I'm just looking for chemistry and passion, okay? I'm just looking for chemistry and passion. Now, here's what you got to (laughs) understand. There are people in this room, And in all of our campuses right now, who are married, hear me, who are still looking for the right person. Because somehow, I just, we we lost chemistry and passion. All of us want chemistry and passion. Come on out, ladies. All of us want chemistry and passion, right? All of us, all of the great songs are about chemistry and passion. And some of us just want to feel this. Oh, I'm weak in the knees. I can hardly speak. I, I lose, lose all control. control. As something takes hold of me, in the knees. It's all about a feeling. I want to feel so weak in the knees. I can hardly speak. I lose all control when something takes over me. A day, it's not a phase. It is a phase. It's a phase. Come on, let's be honest. It's six weeks to 18 months according to all psychologists, okay? It's a phase. But we define it as what we're looking for. And when we lose it, you must not be the one. Why? Because we don't have the chemistry we used to have. You can't sustain that. It's not real. But I, but I, but I want chemistry. I'm just looking for that chemistry, that feeling. Let me define chemistry for you, okay? Let me give you a scenario. He walks into a Mexican restaurant because I like tacos and it's Houston. He walks into a Mexican restaurant with his buddies. He sits down. They begin to eat chips. They don't pray for the chips before they eat the chips. They're going to pray for the entrees because you can just eat the chips for free. I just solved a problem many people have had. God bless you. That's not Bible, it's an opinion. They're just eating chips, they're eating chips. And then all of a sudden, he sees the door open. And when the door opens, the sunlight shines from behind her. And it's a silhouette of a beautiful girl. The wind blows through her hair. He hears the soundtrack. I want to know what love is. It's like this moment. And he stares at the most beautiful woman he's ever seen she walks in she scans the room and as she scans the room her eyes twitch just a little bit on him and she comes back and when she comes back he looks at her and he goes and she ever so slightly goes and she keeps walking He's like, <laughs> and she keeps looking back he goes and she goes he's done He's done. It's all guacamole and salsa right now. Just trying to get the courage up to go talk to this girl. That could be the love of his life. Why? There's chemistry. I saw my future. I can see my unborn children in your eyes. It's a Brian Adams moment right there. Like he's having a moment. He's like, okay, so I, this is it. We're going to grow old together. He gets the courage up to go talk to her. He walks over to the table. He looks at her and he says, hey, my name's Randy. She looks at him and says, no (laughs) Inglés. Why? We had so much chemistry and it's over before it started. You can have chemistry with anybody. It's a feeling. This is the problem. We define love as chemistry. And so we take it physical. And now it's not covered by God because it's already under the covers. And we fast forwarded the whole relationship and now we wonder why every relationship fails because we follow this failed formula. Okay. So I'm not just looking for chemistry and passion. Okay. Whatever, bro. I get it. I'm looking for love. I'm looking for love. I'm just looking for love. And here's the problem. We've misdefined love as a feeling. I'm looking for that. You know, we used to be in love. It lasts six weeks to 18 months that feeling it's science the heart palpitation the rush of adrenaline the, the the drop in serotonin so that you can stay up late and obsess over a person and talk on the phone for hours and have nothing to say you ever been on the phone for some with somebody for like longer than two hours raise your hand longer than two hours hold them up hold them up. longer than three hours keep them up longer than four hours longer than five hours keep them up thus saith the lord get a life because what are you what are you gonna talk about for five hours? Nothing. You know what I mean? It's like you still awake? Yeah, I'm still awake. <laughs> you still awake? Yeah, yeah I am still awake. What are you listening to? I'm listening to Delilah. I'm listening to the All Request and Dedication Hotline, and I just requested a song for you, but I said it was for my homies, because I'm embarrassed, but it's for you. What song did you what song did you request? Whoa, we halfway there! So beautiful. That's the Hope City Choir, in case you guys didn't know. It was all campuses. God bless you. It's a feeling. Here's, what, here's what's happening. You're high on drugs. Not those kind of drugs. You're high on natural drugs. Your brain is pumping so much dopamine into your body, you can't help but feel good. It, literally, you're neurologically addicted to this person. That fades unfortunately it fades and here's why you would fry your brain if you stayed like that all the time and also you would accomplish nothing why oh my god because we're so in love oh my god i gotta call in sick to work because i just have to be with you no at some point you don't (laughs) you can't you can't live like that all the time but we define that as love and when that goes away listen married people you know this it goes away away and God replaces it with something so much more beautiful. And you can, you can have beautiful moments of waves of that, but you have to have something else. You got to look for something else. Every time that I talk to somebody who's getting ready to get married, I ask him this question. Why are you guys getting married? And you know what they always tell me? Cause we're in love. And I say, terrible answer. Every person who's ever been divorced, always married for love. Like oh, we're, oh, we love each other. And then boom, it's divorced. So what did they do wrong? Married for love. No, no, no. You got to look for something else. Everybody in here is like, okay, tell us. When you're looking for the wrong thing, here's what will happen. You will follow a failed formula that will never bring you true love. Here's the formula. The formula is simply this. Find the right person. Find the right person. Fall in love with the right person. Fix all of my hopes and dreams on that person. And then if that fails, repeat steps one through three. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why second marriages fail at a faster rate than first marriages. Because we somehow learned nothing in the first relationship. So we went to the next one doing the same thing, looking for the right person who would somehow fix So what should we be looking for, Smarty Pants? I'm glad you asked. Proverbs chapter twenty-four gives us the answer. Here's what it says: By wisdom, everybody say wisdom. By wisdom, a house is built, and through understanding, it is established, and through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. So what should be looking for should I be looking for the right person should I be looking for chemistry and passion right should I be looking for that feeling of love no you should be looking for knowledge for understanding and for wisdom what does that mean knowledge is information I need information I need to know you better I need to know more I need to know more about relationships it's why we sell books during this series all the proceeds go to missions but you need to invest in your relationships buy the books you don't buy them here, buy them somewhere. You realize here's the problem? Right here's the problem. People aren't getting information anymore. More than 50% of people never buy another book or read another book after, their high, after they graduate high school. Did you know that? That's the problem. We're walking in trying to ace a test that we're not even prepared for. Because we don't have knowledge. So what do we do? We ask Jesus for a miracle. God, give me a miracle. Holy Spirit, help me. Let me tell you what the job of the Holy Spirit is. Here's what the Holy Spirit is. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth, and he will bring all things to your remembrance. Do, do you know what you have to do in order to remember something? you, you got to know it first. got to study it. you got to learn it. S-s-s- some of y'all, the Holy Spirit is just kicking around in your brain being like, there ain't nothing here. I literally have nothing to work with. You know what I mean? I didn't mean to say that out loud. It just, it happened. Some of y'all are like, listen, I don't need knowledge. We have a song. No, you need a book. You need information. What does that mean? You need to look critically at your life. You need to look critically at who you are and how you operate. And not just look for a feeling. Listen, because when you're in when you're in love with somebody, and you like somebody, they'll lie to you. You need to look at how they treat their parents. Look at how they treat the people around them, but they treat me different. I know for six weeks to 18 months, they will. And then they'll normalize you just like they have everybody else. You better start looking for information. I need to have some knowledge. Here's what understanding is. It's comprehension of the information. I don't want to just know stuff. I want to actually understand it. And then wisdom is the application of the information that I understand and know. Listen, I can't apply something I don't understand because I haven't learned it. So when I don't follow this model, I'm doomed to repeat what I've done my whole life. I'm looking for somebody else to fix me when really I need knowledge, I need understanding and I need wisdom. Okay, that's awesome. Thanks, man. I'm still, I still think I'm looking for love and I get it. I understand you're, you're helping us. I need to read a book. Okay, that's what I got out of that. Awesome, read a book. Jesus defines love for us. I'm getting ready to give you the key to love. Some of y'all are thinking, okay, man, bring it strong. I got her here. She needs to learn some stuff, bro. Come on. <laughs> Proverbs, or uh, John chapter 13 Verse 34, Jesus said this, so now I'm giving you a new, come on, all campuses, Amen. commandment, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. There it is. Some of you are like, you, you should have studied more. <laughs> but, but if you look a little closer, he just defined love for us. Love's not an emotion. Love's not a feeling. What is it? It's a commandment. Love is a commandment. Well, how is it a commandment? Because it can't be an emotion if it's a commandment. Why? Because you can't you can't command an emotion. Right? I can't command be sad right now. That's why crying you guys laughing? Because you can't command an emotion. Your parents used to try it all the time. Wipe that look off of your face. Quit your crying. You know, you're like, okay. You couldn't change the way you felt. It's just how you felt in the moment. It's an emotion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so, so love is not an emotion. It's a command. So what does that mean? Somebody said it over here. It becomes a choice based on information that I understand And apply, not a feeling. Because when I think it's a feeling and the feeling changes, all of a sudden our marriage is in trouble. Why? Because you don't make me feel happy anymore. You don't make me feel like I'm the one. You don't make me feel okay. Okay. So you're putting all of your happiness on on me? It's my, it's, my, it's my job to make you feel happy? I, I can't do that. Why? Because I can't command your emotions. I mean, I... But I can't do that all the time, you know what I mean? Especially, especially when the Bible is very clear about you taking care of you and having the fruit of the Spirit in your own life. Some of us are looking to a spouse or another person to provide what only God can provide. I wish you would give me strength. I wish you would give me joy. The Bible clearly says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Not the joy of my spouse is my strength. The joy of the Lord. This is good teaching. Teaching. Good. It's important for us to get this. Let me, let me tell you something. I love my children. Love, deeply, deeply love my children. I got five of them. I love them. My wife right now is in Phoenix, Arizona. Your brother's tired right now, okay? Y'all, just give me a minute. My little dude, Jack, rolled up in my bedroom today at like 2.27 in the morning. Like, hey, Dad. I was like, I rebuked this spirit right now. Go back to bed. When my first kid was born, I became a great actor. Like, like, dads, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, when the baby waked up, w- woke up at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and then all of a sudden I acted like I was asleep and I couldn't hear it. Like, the baby's like, Wah! my wife's like, uh, honey, I'm like, yes, Lord, speak to me in the dream. Continue, continue to tell me the process for our future success. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I didn't want to get up. I didn't feel drawn. Oh, my God. I can't wait to go see the baby. I love the baby. I want to go change the diaper. Oh, my God. I can't wait to change the diaper. <sighs> Daddy loves you so much. Oh, it's a duty. Yay. No, I didn't want to get up. I had no desire, no drive, no excitement. I didn't get all dressed up to go in there to change the baby's diaper at three in the morning, but I did it even though I didn't feel like it because love is a Verb. Love is action. And so I love my children, even when I don't feel like it. Even when I don't feel like, oh, yeah, you're a smart mouthed daddy, loves that. No, I love them. So I'm not going to reject them. I'm not going to push them to the curb. I love them. Here's the problem some of y'all love your kids more than you love your spouse. Why can't you commit to your spouse as much as you're committed to your children? It's very quiet. It's because we think it's an emotion. And it's not. It's a verb. It's a choice. Jesus would be a terrible marriage counselor. Like you'd go into Jesus and be like, Jesus, you don't understand. we've, we've, We've lost that love and feeling. Come on, God. Whoa, that love and feeling we've lost that love and feeling now it's gone 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 beautiful and he would say no no, no 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 that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about the verb like the action you haven't lost the loving feeling you stopped acting in loving ways that's what happens to us you, at some point you got to take responsibility for your actions everybody say actions Realize I listen, you see the same thing in your children. They're, they're, they're a replica of you. And if they're disrespectful little jerks. I'm just saying they learned that somewhere. Why? Because actions repeated are reciprocated. Emotion follows motion. I don't have to feel. Like going on a date with my wife. I might be tired. But if I said, hey, we're gonna go on a date Tuesday night, then I'm gonna dress up, she's gonna dress up, we're gonna go out, and guess what happens? All of a sudden, we have the we have the best time. Why? Emotions follow motion. I don't have to feel like it to do it. You think Jesus felt like going to the cross? I don't because he went to the garden and he prayed to the father and said, if there be any way, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And he trudged up Golgotha's rugged hill and he stretched out his arms and he suffered, bled and died and showed us what love is. Love each other like Christ loved you. Well, if they go first. Husbands, let me address you for just a moment. It is mandated in the Bible for you to love your wife as Christ loved the church. What does that mean? He went first. So, men, it's our responsibility, no matter what popular culture says, it's our responsibility to lead in this area and to go first. To apologize first. To go to counseling first. To help our marriage. Let's go first. You know what I love about our church? When you look around at all of our campuses, we are not, and I don't want to say this. I've never said this before, so I want to say it in the right way. I haven't even thought about how I'm going to say this. We are not predominantly women. There are a lot of churches that are predominantly women, and men are relatively absent. I love that Hope City is not. Hope City has a lot of strong husbands and fathers that are leading their family every week to all of our campuses. That's awesome. Give them a great big hand. You're doing good, guys. Emotion follows motion. So what do I keep? Like, How do I, I? I still need to find the right person. No, you don't. Andy Stanley did a study. He did a focus group, and he had a young girl in her 20s in the focus group. She told a story. She said, I used to live for God whenever I was whenever I was in high school. I loved Jesus, and, and I really tried. But when I went to college, I hung out with the wrong people, and I got really messed up into alcohol. And I, I was drinking and drunk almost every night. I was in a sorority. We were partying like crazy. For a full year, we partied. And then one night, I got invited to a dinner party at a friend's house. And she said, right after that dinner party, I drove all the way home, two hours, I sat down and talked half the night with my mom and told her, tonight I met the man of my dreams, I met the one. She said, I began to tell my mother, they set me right beside this guy. He was so kind, he was sweet, he was a gentleman. He asked me what he could do to help me, would would you like something to drink? He was, he was, he talked about Jesus. He talked about a mission trip that he had gone on. He talked about what God was doing in his life. And then he spoke life to me. And he told me the things that he believed God could do in my life. She said, Mom, he reminded me of Dad. This is the guy. This is the guy I'm looking for. And her mom said, Oh, sweetie. He wasn't trying to date you. He was trying to convert you. He might be who you're looking for, but you are definitely. spend your life looking for the right one, you you might recognize them when they show you, but they won't recognize you. So don't waste your time looking for the right one. Spend your time becoming the right one. Awesome. How do I do that? Well, if you open this book, Try to find, like, I need to find the secrets of how to find the right one. You don't find much in But If you open this book, you start looking how to become the right one. This book will come alive to you. Whether you're single or whether you're married. Especially if you're married in here and you're still somewhere in the back of your head thinking, maybe I didn't marry the right one. Open this book. Start studying. This is your homework. Start studying the fruit of the Spirit. Stop asking God to change them. Start asking God to change you. Lord, I want love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control to show up in my life. Start becoming the right one. Stop making all those lists and start trying to live up to the list that you've made. Start becoming the right one. Go through growth track on the dream team. Go on a missions trip. Give us a year. Give us. This is a challenge I've, I've given since the beginning of our church. Give us one year. Do the things that I encourage you to do for one year and watch what happens in your life at the end of that year. It may not be a perfect year, but you will get to the end of that year and say, God has done so much in my life. Let God work on you. Stop being so focused on that other person. God will blow your mind. Emotion follows motion. A woman went to see a marriage marriage counselor. She went to a marriage counselor and Dr. Crane, and she said. I'm so sick of my husband. I'm done. He has become the most rude, lethargic, distant, silent, emotionally unavailable man. This is not who I married. I'll talk to him, and he won't even respond. It's brutal to me. He won't. He doesn't even recognize that I'm alive. I want a divorce. But not only do I want a divorce, I want to hurt him. <laughs> the counselor said, don't hurt him. He said, I've only seen this a few times. And he said, you're in desperate pain right now. And you may not get, you, you'll get, you may get a divorce, but, but you'll carry this unless you get healed through it. And he said, now you're my client, he's not. So I would not give this therapy if he were my client as well. But I can give it to you. It's dangerous and it will be hurtful to him but it's called revenge therapy and here's what you're going to do you're going to leave my office and today for the next two months you're going to act as if you are crazy about him like nuts like you were right before the marriage or right after the marriage you're just gonna crazy in love and at the end of two months you're going to serve him with divorce papers right when he thinks that this is unbelievable drop the hammer It will be something he never recovers from, and he'll never be able to trust anybody again. And she said, I love it. (laughs) So she went home, and she promptly began to fix dinner for him, to serve him, to act as if somehow she was crazy about him. For two months, she did this. At the end of two months, Dr. Crane called her and said, are you ready to go forward with the next step in the plan? Weirdly, she said, no. No. The craziest thing has happened. It's a miracle. He's nuts about me. I'm nuts about him. We've fallen in love all over again. And we're going on a second honeymoon next week. (laughs) Dr. Train laughed and said revenge therapy worked. It was his plan all along because as a counselor, he knew. Emotion follows motion. I don't have to feel it if I act on it the feelings will follow. Love is not an emotion, it's a choice. Inside of every marriage, inside of every love, all emotions exist, right? Like you've had that happy euphoric, oh my God, I can't wait to talk to you with your spouse. And then you've had the, you stand the ground, you walk on, you know. I mean, not me, sweetheart. I know you're watching online, never me. It's a choice every day. Stop looking for the right person. Start becoming the right person. Come through the next six weeks, and I believe it'll change your life. Let me pray for you, all campuses. Lord, I thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice. I pray right now that you would do an irreversible work in our lives, in our relationships, in our hopes, our dreams, and our futures. Help us, God, to believe what we've heard and to apply it knowledge and understanding and wisdom so that we can walk this life out the way that you've called us to walk it out. And Lord, right now I pray for those that are far from you. In fact, all campuses, if you know that you're far from him, I want you to hear this. Here's the gospel. The gospel is you are a sinner. You are far from Christ. But when you make a decision to follow him immediately, gives you. You can't earn his love, but you can receive it. And when you receive his love, there's action involved and it begins to change you. No judgment. If you know whether you've never given your life to Christ, or maybe you've just been far from Christ. If you know that's, that's me, I got to make my life right. The Bible says, if you'll acknowledge him, he will acknowledge you. So I'm just going to ask you to be bold and put your hand up and say, that's me. I got to make my life right with Christ. Hands, hands, just put them up. Hands, 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 hands. Come on, let's give these folks a great big hand. Thank you guys. For being honest. I want us to all pray this prayer together. Every campus, Jesus, you're my only hope. You're the only one who can save me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I receive your love right now. I receive your grace and mercy. I receive your forgiveness. And I'm asking you to change me from the inside out. I'm giving my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give him an ovation of worship. Jesus, you're